Um, thanks for coming. <laughs> um, I'm Kent Montgomery, as most of you know. I'm a deacon at the church. Um, my trophy wife uh, drug me here many years ago, and uh, once when we were in the old building, and uh, I was saved under Bob Pemberton's watch, um, who didn't know what a high-pressure salesman he was. He was very good, and uh, anyway, a uh, very good guy, but uh, I was helped lead be led to the Lord uh, again, jeez, uh, about 17 years ago, something like that here. Um, so it's been a good run for me here. This has uh, been a good church for me uh, to be able to feel like I'm part of the body of Christ and be welcomed in a church. Yeah. Um, Every other place I've gone to has been, uh, you know, so much tor turmoil and uh, just being torn apart. And uh, so I finally felt at home here, even being, even if people just knew me as Christie's husband, you know. And uh, I, no, no kidding, I would introduce myself to people. And uh, um, I'm not going to take talk about Ray while he's not here. But uh, anyway, I introduced myself to Ray one time. He goes, hey, I'm Kent. Montgomery and uh, he goes I know who you are well good uh, you're supposed to tell me who you are as well when I introduce myself not knowing your name you know that's the best way to do it anyway so that that's one of those things but uh, that's just background on who I am um, anyway um, I am just a sinner saved by grace I am not a preacher at all um, <laughs> I've I've lived through some things, and uh, I've, I just noticed a couple things. So uh, basically, um, <laughs> some of the points that I wanted to raise are, have you ever talked to an old Christian or a Christian period, and then they finally let you know they're a Christian, and you had no idea at all, <laughs> and you think, did you really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you tell somebody there you're, that you're a Christian, and they go, Really? They sh that shouldn't happen, should it? <laughs> you know, you're like, oh man, I really have not represented God the way I have. If you're that, you know, if you're that surprised about me sharing the gospel with you, you know, and uh, that's, uh, you know, the the title is Jesus love you so quick, uh, quit acting like such a jerk about it. Okay, that's that's my thing. Okay, so God loves you so much. Okay, that even if he sent Christ back for, and only one person was on board, and it was you, it was all worth it. Okay, so that's the whole thing. All right, God wouldn't have set all this in motion f for nothing to happen. You know, he wouldn't have set it all in motion, <laughs> you know, just to throw it away. It's all to give us hope and to let you know that you are so loved by the creator of the universe that he's come back for you to tell you, look, I'm bringing you into me, and then I'm taking you where I am. I am everywhere. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recycle you and bring you in and make you a part of me for all eternity. Okay, Your new body and the new earth will all be together with me for all eternity. Okay, So isn't that pretty cool? That's pretty good news. All right? So, so we shouldn't be dragging around on earth like... You've been burdened by everything that there is. Jesus has paid the price for us for every little sin, that, not only the ones that we're aware of, but for all sin, okay? 
So that's quite a load for Christ to accept on that cross, okay? And these sins we'll all have to answer for <laughs> once we pass through, once we cross over. So, but to understand that a whole debt has been paid. Um, that's very hard for new Christians to understand, um, to understand that someone loves them that much and that, that they are worth that much. Uh, it's, it gives people a big guilt trip a lot of times. They think, oh, well, maybe Jesus loves me, but, you know, he can't love me that much. You know, it, it can't carry me that far. Well, yes, of course, that's, it, that's exactly what it is. Um, so we need to be glad about that. Okay, so um, in 1 Timothy, uh, 1 Timothy 6, okay, um, it says that all who are under the yoke of slavery should consider their masters worthy of full respect so that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. Okay? That's a, it's, it's a crazy one. But uh, it, this is not a pro-slavery thing at all. But what he's telling you is you need to be happy being a Christian and understand where you are <laughs> and, and how much you're loved no matter what your station is in life, okay? Because we're all, all of us are going to be a slave at some point. We're all going to be in a position we don't want to be in, you know? We're all going to be somewhere we don't want to be, you know, at someone else's control. And uh, we've got to continue to be a Christian at that point, you know? Um, like Becky, she's got a government job, you know? She can't drag around there and say, oh, and be miserable all the time because she's under the grand oppressor. Everybody else, I've had a government job. Anybody else have a government job here? It's, see, if Linda can keep on being happy in the military, oh, yeah. So that's, you know, but still, she's a Christian. You can share that with the people you work with, you know, for every person that's here. We're all serving under something we would rather do without, you know? Um, but at the same time, okay, um, I have a garage at home, and uh, it's far too messy. I have way too much stuff in my garage, okay? Um, so, yeah, there's 10 tons of stuff in there. And I, uh, I went to sea when I was 19, so I, I have cursed far too much in my lifetime. But... Um, Jesus is working with me on that one. But uh, anyway, so um, when you're kicking through all of your stuff in your life, okay, are you seeing that as blessings that God has afforded you and the things that God has given you that you've asked for, you know? Because if I said, look at all these dirty clothes, you know, look at all this stuff we have laying around our house. Well, that's clothes that we, feed, uh, that we clothe our children with, you know? So should I say, man, I do. I wish we didn't have all these clothes, you know? No, you don't want to, you're not trying to spit on the blessings that God has given you, okay? And that's, we see our baggage and so much of the things in our life as uh, something that's an encumbrance to us, you know, something that's up underneath our feet, wherein truly we need to see it as a blessing, okay? Because everything that God gives you is a blessing, Okay? And you need to treat it as such, or you won't get it again, <laughs> you know? Because why should God give you a blessing if you're just going to curse it once you get it, you know? That's like getting, 
that's like saying, God, I need a new car. I need a new car, God. And then bang, you get a new car, and then you're, you're driving a new car, and well, God, the steering wheel's sticky, or, you know, the steering wheel's sticky, or it makes a noise. You know, that's, God wants you to be happy with what you have, okay? Because you could always have way less, okay? And that's, the point is, you know, even in slavery, you need to be a Christian, you know? And uh, it's, it's very tough to do. Um, it's very tough to share your faith with people. And uh, here's, here's how tough it is, okay? But not without a showing of hands, think to yourself, how many of us have gone across the street and talked to our neighbor about Jesus Christ, okay? I'm not raising my, okay? I'm as guilty as anybody else, okay? Because I have scary people that live across the street from me, and I have a bunch of weirdos, and then I have a dude that the only thing he's said to me is, I really hate those bushes in your yard. I wish you'd cut those down. Okay, so, other, you know, in 10 years of living across the street from the guy, that's what I've gotten out of him, okay? But uh, still, you know, people need to understand that, okay, well, he's a young guy. Maybe he didn't cuss a whole lot. Maybe he's a Christian. Should we just read into it like that? No, because anybody can hold their tongue for a few minutes and, and act right, okay? But what I need to do is say, hey, I'm Kent. Uh, my family and I, we follow Christ, you know. I hope you do too. I hope that's your path, you know. Um, the people that I work with, I, I, uh, I take every chance I get to witness to them, you know. And you can tell them however you want to tell them. Um, I tell, you know, when it comes up to questions like that, or I'll say I'm a Jesus freak, you know. So I'm not worried about all this worldly stuff y'all got going on. I don't care who y'all think you're electing. God is putting somebody in place. So it doesn't really matter what your election says. You know, in the Bible it doesn't say, yes, we're going to elect, you know, we'll help you run a good, good campaign and we're going to elect good leaders. No. God said, I'm going to put the people in place. And that, there you go. You, you can be red, blue, green. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. You know, because it's all going to happen exactly to the stroke of the pen all the way down through through every bit of revelation it's all going to happen just the way god planned it just like the way it does every time okay god loves a long shot and uh he he loves sinking them from way off you know that's why christ's lineage was so well documented you know so much of living history is in the bible and it is christ's lineage itself showing what a long shot that that was okay and even though people at different points of of our of uh the lives of human beings that god has been god is a recurring theme and it's the same god that's the recurring theme because people would put it down and then God would go silent for hundreds of years. <laughs> and then next thing you know, somebody else picks it back up. And guess what? It's the same God, the same tribe of Judah. Everything keeps moving. And it's the same bloodline. And huh, imagine that. It's all, all coming back around. So, yeah, God loves the long shot and he's not afraid of it. So, um, anyway, um, so, yeah, we need, to, uh, uh, we need to pay attention to the fruits of the Spirit. Um, you know, uh, love and patience, 
uh, kindness. <laughs> We've got to keep these, you know, just because we're forgiven doesn't mean that we have to forget about the rest of everybody else. Uh, we've got to take them with us. You know, we've got to do our best to make them disciples as well. Um, we're, uh, I was telling the youth the other day that we're kind of like the Coast Guard. Uh, you know, Christ is like the Coast Guard. We'll, he'll come and rescue you as many times as you will drag yourself out to sea and get yourself in trouble, you know. And uh, he'll continue to reach out to you every time, no matter what, okay? All you have to do is turn around and be there, you know? Just turn around and acknowledge him. It's like, like they were talking about earlier, you know? Just grab the hem <laughs> of, of his garment, uh, it's as simple as that, uh, just just reaching out. Uh, that's why um, I, I tell people I'm a Johnny Cash Christian because Johnny Cash, he, he felt like um, where you're going to find Christ is in jails and uh, in the worst, most terrible place, the darkest spot in your life, that's where Christ is going to be closest to you, you know, um, because that's... That's where he's waiting on you to just turn around and say, okay, man, I can't do this. You know, I've got to, I've got to let you do this. I'll be your baggage. You know, I'm on your team. Take me with you. And then, you know, then you're, you're as good as freed at that point because, you know, it's, it's just a shell. You know, God, God is going to fill you with his love at that point. But then it, then doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter where you are at that point, Okay. If you're, if you're in prison, but you have Christ, then you have way more than those that don't. Uh, because you'll have the hope to endure and the, the faith to carry on. And also, you'll have the will to, to do better things and, uh, and to keep yourself from being a predator to others, you know, and to keep yourself from being a stumbling block to others. Am I making sense at all? Okay. Good. Thank you. I'm not done yet. Okay, um, so talking about unanswered prayers. Um, okay, so I was an Evil Knievel fan for a long time. Um, so uh, anyway, Evil Knievel to me is a good example. Of now, I don't want, uh, let me first do my jailhouse lawyer stuff. I don't know about, Jesus, uh, about uh, Evil Knievel's uh, prayer life or anything like that. Okay, I don't know about his Christianity, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't a Christian up until the very end, if that. And uh, even still, um, basically, as you see his career, it looks to me as if Evil Knievel wanted it way more than God did. Okay, because when you pray to God and you think, man, I've got something that's insurmountable that I can't make on my own. Okay, that's as a Christian, we pray, you say, okay, God, I'm not going to make this on my own. I'm not going to make it, okay? God would have delivered him to the other side, and he'd have never gotten a scratch, okay, <laughs> if, if God was in it, okay? But he was pushing it himself to make it work, okay? I know this is impossible, but I'll make it work myself because I'm a super cool motorcycle guy, and I can do this, okay? Well, no, you can't. Because you can't do it on your own, you know. That's, you can't make a miracle happen on your own, you know. Uh, one thing that kills me about uh, 
atheists and things like that, they'll say, uh, well, you know, everything is so bad and, you know, I can't believe, you, you, all of you people just believe in God as if th- something's going to happen for you. And it's like, well, what is your God doing for you? And, <laughs> you know, it's ex- ex- exactly what you get. You know, you can't hope for my God to come and bless you when you're not even part of the club. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't expect, right, you have to say, hey, man, I'm, I want in. <laughs> I, w- I want to be part of the body of Christ. I want, to, I want forgiveness. I want salvation. You know, I want my sins forgiven. You can't get that. I had a guy tell me, well, why wouldn't God let people into heaven if there is a heaven, why wouldn't God just let everybody in? I'm like, well, that's great and all, but you can't, you can't really do it like that. You can't do an open borders on heaven because that doesn't really make it worthwhile anymore, does it? You know? So um, that's, that's just one of those things. Um, I had a little motorcycle shop, and I prayed, you know, I wanted it to happen. Uh, many of us have had these dreams of what we want for our own lives but it's not happening because you know God says no that's not your route in life you know that's not where you're going but um, we have to understand that we have other paths to take and just because we want something doesn't mean we're on the right path at all anyway okay God was probably telling me, bro, you've got a lot more things to take care of in your life than messing with other people's little toys, you know? And uh, that's pretty much it, you know? I have a village of children, and, uh, you know, I have a wife that I don't beat, and uh, all that. So it's been, I have to do so much. But, um, you know, it's, uh, you have to be happy about what you have. And you have to uh, also, to have anything good, to have things that are worthwhile and that are blessed by God, you have to give them to God, okay? You can't hold on to things for yourself because you can't hold on to anything, okay? Uh, um, I used to have these panic attacks right before I'd go to bed about alligators and crocodiles eating my children, Okay, as a parent, anybody else had the terrifying visions of children getting eaten by the pit bulls before you go to bed, anything like that? Okay, great. Good. I knew we'd bond over that one. But uh, so anyway, so being a little crazy never hurt anybody. But uh, anyway, so <laughs> that's one of the things I would think about. I'd be, I'd be trying to snatch my children out of the jaws of death and, uh, you know, and I couldn't do anything about it. I would always get there a minute late or whatever, or I'd just get the shoes off their feet, you know, that type that type thing. But uh, And it wasn't until I was told, you know what you got to do? You have to give it to God. You have to give all of your worldly concerns to God, you know, and all of your concerns, period, to God, okay? That's, that's what faith is. You have to just let it happen and, and pray about it. And then suddenly, God, if he allows you to, he will put you on the path. Next thing you know, you'll be, you'll have wrenches in your hand working on motorcycles. Or, uh, you know, or you'll be jumping the Grand Canyon. But, um, you see what I'm saying? Yes.
It's true. It's true. Because it won't come back to you, will it? You know? Because even then, it's further out of your control then. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's way gone. These are God's kids now. What am I going to tell them? You know? They've, they've got their own path. They're in God's hands. You know? And, uh, it, and it shows with everything that we have at this church, uh, our youth, uh, the music, everything that God, w- that we've prayed for, the mission teams, you know, everything that has had earnest prayer come over it, it's had, had great things happen to it and for it, you know. So uh, I think we're stronger as a church body, you know. I, uh, um, I think we're stronger as a group of people and a group of Christians. Um, and we're also more comfortable being being the dorky old church folks that, uh, you know, that we get pigeonholed into being. It, you know, hey, it's, o- it's okay, you know, because this is, this is the job that needs to be done, and, and we're here to stand in that gap. Um, okay. S- please. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. Yep. And uh, all my cars are living proof that prayer works because <laughs> I've prayed over my cars. And I, here's a, yep, yep. And I, I prayed over that car yesterday, Jossie, and I prayed over that car while we were working on it. And, uh, I, before we started the major blood and guts of it, I said, Tony, we got to stop and pray real quick because daddy's not that good a car mechanic, so we need to <laughs> make sure that God is going to make this thing work. <laughs> and amen, it did. And he is really good. He can find all kind of stuff. I take him to work with me, and I pray over the, all the equipment I work with. You know, I'm sure the <laughs> Roper family with every little weld, I bet it's been prayed over, you know. I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But also, to that point, now, I had a different, now, God will give you things if you pray hard enough for it, but it may not, it may be just for the lesson that you're getting that prayer answer, okay? Here's a car story. So, uh, there was a guy I worked with, and he needed a car real bad, and he was going to bring me some cash, which we needed real bad. And uh, so he came over to get this old BMW from us, right? It was it was 20 years old at that point for sure. And uh, he was going to give me 600 bucks for this car and uh, if it started. And it didn't start, and it didn't start. For 20 minutes, we tried just turning the key, you know, and uh, trying to jump it off. I, s- I, s- I said, God, please let this car start. Okay, please let this car start. And he gets in it. Next thing you know, fires up. He gives me the money and takes off. Okay, and that was great. All right. Um, I didn't sign the title over to him because he hadn't paid me all the money yet. So guess what he does? What's he do? He wrecks it. Yes, he does. Wrecks it into somebody. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, he was a homosexual. His boyfriend was beating him up. Uh, he, they were drunk. They hit some guy. Oh, it, was, it couldn't have got any worse. It couldn't have got any worse. It wasn't a bus full of children that they hit, and it didn't burst into flames, and I think that was about it that didn't happen. But everything else, they did have a bill of sale in the glove box. I, don't, I can't prove it, and then no reports were made about the elderly bursting into flames, but it could have happened. Um, but um, I got pulled in by the cops, and they said, hey, uh, you know, the, the title hadn't been switched over and all this, and we had to jump through a ton of hoops. Um, dude had to come. Luckily, the guy fessed up that it was his car and uh, that he was driving and made all the damages and all that stuff. But he could have easily said, oh, I wasn't in it, you know. And I would have had to pay all the money from, from the accident. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a huge mess. So God was telling me, hey, just because I gave you a mulligan there doesn't mean, you know, pray for the right thing next time, you know. Because that went way sideways. And, uh, and you can pray, you know, God will let you have them every now and then. He'll go, okay, you want it that bad, stupid, I'll give it to you here, you know go and then yeah and you'll run smack into a wall and it's like well and uh, sometimes that's the way kids learn you know you got to okay you got to touch the oven sometimes because that's the way that's the only way you're going to figure it out you know and uh yeah so with my with my new children my parenting style has changed so i will let you get hurt every now and then hey you know because i can't I can't tell you enough times that you've got to quit doing that. Sometimes you just got to figure it out. And that's the way God is, too. He's going to let you. Maybe you'll slam your head into the door a couple times, and you'll figure out that, okay, I've prayed about this. Maybe this is not my course of life, Lord. Maybe I need to go into something else, you know. Maybe if evil can evil, had prayed a couple times, he'd have figured that out. <laughs> but it's like that with all of us. So um, anyway. Um, we need to, sh to share our faith and we need to be happy about it, you know. Uh, we, we can't just drag around our, uh, a perfectly forgiven life without being happy and joyous in it, you know, because you've, you've gotten a get-out-of-jail-free card for all eternity. Um, you just have to stay in the club, you know. Um, I, uh, I had a friend of mine, and uh, a friend of mine's dad, and he, uh, he has cancer, and he was telling me that uh, at one point, I went to talk to him in the hospital. And uh, <coughs> I got up there and I said, so, okay, you know, enough about whatever. Uh, I said, I don't really care about illness and all this. I said, I need to know about where your salvation is, you know, because that's most important to me. You know, we're all going to die of something. Something's going to kill us. And it's going to be a surprise to each and every one of us, no matter what. That's the crazy thing. That's what kills me. It's like everybody acts like it's such a huge surprise. Did you not know you were a thousand years old, you know, or, or whatever, you know? If I get killed on my motorcycle, I please don't let that be a surprise to anybody. I don't drive like an idiot, but, I mean, it's, you know what I'm saying? If you worked in a meatpacking plant and cut your arm off, some, nobody, you know, would that be a surprise to anybody that you, you know, I work on a bandsaw every day, I cut my arm off. So w don't let it be a surprise. And also... Let's, 
when people do die around you, please, let's not act like this is the worst thing to ever happen to them, okay? As a Christian, that is, that's a, sl- it's a slap in the face to me, okay? M- um, my dad had a lot of baggage, uh, had a lot of religious baggage like a lot of people do uh, throughout his whole life, <coughs> and he didn't start getting right until later on. I'm talking about in the last three to six months of his life, he didn't start getting right. And uh, and when he passed, I I mourned for my dad because he was gone. But I knew that he had crossed over well, you know, and that he was in good hands, you know. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I I I understand that people miss each other. Okay, I truly do. But if if this is our ultimate goal, is to cross over and to be with God. We don't need to be so burdened by it that it rules our, you know, it rules our every day. Because, man, it's going to happen, you know. And you're not going to look this good forever, <laughs> you know. I know it's a shock. It's a shock. And no, just to, and just to tell you, no, I did not steal this shirt from Forrest Gump, by the way. but it looks like the one he would have worn. Okay. Um, all right. So um, let's talk about uh, Matthew 20. I know it's a, it's a big one, um, but um, it's another part of what I'm talking about, basically, is um, as, as Christians ourselves, we have to, we got to act like Christians and, uh, Oh, excuse me. The, well, the whole, whole thing. Yeah. So, okay. Basically, it's the parable of the landowner uh, in the vineyard, and uh, he's going to pay everybody a denarius, right? Okay. Is everybody familiar with that? Okay. All right. So, <coughs> when you're getting on an airplane, everybody, they'll let the first class folks on first. Right, even though they're the should be the last people to get on the plane, they let them get on first, okay, and then everybody else is behind them grumbling. You know, basically your plane ticket is your denarius, okay, and whether you bought it six months ago or whether you bought it today, you know, the first class people are going to go on first, and that's going to get on the nerves of all the people that didn't buy first class, okay, and then you're going to have to waddle through uh, and get on the plane. And then you're going to sit there just like everybody else, whether you were the first person on the plane or whether you were the last person on the plane. Okay? And uh, so God is the pilot, and he's not leaving until he's got everybody he wants to get. Okay? And uh, you're going to have to be patient and wait no matter what class you were riding in or, or how you got there or any of that because God doesn't care if you're rich or tall, handsome, pretty, none of that. He does not care. Um, we're all going to get to the same place at the same time, okay? We've And we've gotten the same gift, okay? The salvation that he gave Maggie is the same that he gave me, you know, is the same he gave y'all and all that. It's the same gift, and it n- means the same amount as any of the people that got it, any of the saints, any of that. Same, same gift. Is that... Is that a lot to get your head around? Because, I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy that, okay, well, 
Peter and Paul and the whole gang were offered the same salvation as Christ has offered me, and it means as much for me as it does for them. Okay? So that's, that means a lot. That means Christ loves you so much that you can't understand it. Okay? Um, also, things about science and the whole world. I don't see where science has ever disproved anything about religion. All I see is it pointing more toward religion. And I, I think it's kind of a, you've got to be kidding me type of, uh, type of results that we're getting, too. Also, like the, the Higgs, uh, the Boson's part Boson-Higgs particle, they ended up calling it the God particle. They were saying, yes, we finally know where all of man's coming from and how he can do it, and then they call it the God particle after all. And it's like, well, I could have told you that, okay? <laughs> They're looking for the root of what, you know, root of human matter. Well, duh, okay? And then we're looking through so much space, you know, it's like watching ocean waves. You can watch ocean waves forever, and there are never the, the two, uh, n- no, never two similar waves, you know? They're always different. Everything is different, but it's like looking off into a pasture, okay? God made all this beautiful pasture, but what are we looking at? What are we experiencing in our life? What we need to experience is what, what's here with us the salvation of the sentient beings that is us, that God has put here, okay? Um, and it's no accident, uh, because l- if you look at man's technology and how fast we're advancing uh, as far as gadgetry and being able to heal ourselves and, and all that, that's God saying, okay, well, you can understand as much as you want to and all that, but you've got other places to be. So I'm only going to let you be here for a short time, and then I've got other places for you to go. So, anyway, we have a, we have a, lot, of, a lot of ground to cover. Um, like they say, the Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth, you know. And uh, so, I, I think also, I believe that there are, I believe there's more life in the universe than we'll ever realize, okay. And we are proof that there is life on other planets because we are sending our, probes to other places okay so also um (coughs) from an evolutionary standpoint monkeys don't care about flying okay (laughs) do they they don't they'll swing through trees but they don't make airplanes okay they don't make spacecraft okay why is it so important for us to be elsewhere because our home is not this is not (laughs) where we were you know what i'm saying there's far more to it than us being here at this moment. You know what I'm saying? There, there's all of God's plan, and that's going to be revealed to us when we cross over and become part of God himself, I believe. Okay? Our sin will be stripped away, and it already has been paid for. You're going to have to stand in front of the teacher and, uh, you know, and settle up the tab. But uh, other than that, um, you'll get to see all the things that were God's greater purpose. And uh, and that's huge, you know. That's it. Uh, it should show you how how important the little things in your life are now. Um, but uh, to return to a point, um, I was on a mission trip with. Uh, we went to Brazil, and uh, it was great because we could all share our faith with each other, but one thing that people have a hard time with is if 
somebody hasn't been in your same Sunday school class with you your whole life, you know, is sharing your faith with that person, you know, with somebody else that you don't know. And uh, that's where my faith has grown because I, I, I can, you know, even though I'm a dirtbag and, hey, I'm, you know, like I said, my language gets coarse sometimes and I'm, 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 I'm just a man like anybody else, okay? Uh, but uh, I believe that other people need to know about Christ as well. And uh, also the apostles and uh, all the other guys that helped make this, <laughs> make the Bible possible were a bunch of rough dudes, you know, rough d- men and women that were having a hard time that got chosen you know, some some for reasons, some for no reason at all, and were pulled out and said, okay, you're going to be the one that I go to, like King David. He got kind of pulled out of the midst of, okay, you're not the kid. You're not the kid. You're not the one. You're, you're the one. Okay, okay, how am I the one? Because uh, God said you're the one. That's You're going. Okay, kind of like how am I preaching right now? <laughs> A lot like that, except I, I'll be through preaching after today. Honey, this is it. <laughs> But, you know, um, so um, God is going to put you in place, and he's going to test you, okay? Um, Talking about planes, I had a guy that was behind me, and we talked about this in Sunday school class. Guy was behind me on the plane, and uh, he's cussing this poor woman, uh, the flight attendant. And uh, they had to put gas in the plane. They had to fuel the plane. And uh, he's cussing this poor woman, and, and uh, he goes, why didn't you fuel the plane up, you know, before all this? And I said, sir, she's not the one that fuels the plane, you know, and uh, kind of letting him know. And uh, then he was, he offered to, you know, he said, did you want to talk a few things to me too? And I was like, well, you know, if you need to discuss anything... And then, so, uh, after a few minutes, I finally, I was like, I turned around in my seat, and I'm sure he thought something else was going to happen, but I said, um, listen, man, um, can I pray with you real quick? And uh, he stuck his hand out, and uh, we held hands and prayed. And uh, as it turns out, his brother had died. His brother had been killed. And uh, he, uh, I, he may have had too many drinks or whatever, but um, he was at a point where he was at his breaking point, okay? And he could have either met me in the parking lot, and I had a 36-millimeter wrench in my <laughs> toolbox that I could have acquainted him with, or uh, we could have, uh, you know, uh, or I prayed over the man, and okay, to show you that there's no coincidence in anything, if the devil's got you, he's going to want to take you every step of the way, okay? The devil had his hand on that man already because his brother had been murdered, okay? He was already in the circle of bad things going on, okay? So when he got on that plane, the devil was still at him for anything that he could get him for. So he was freaking out about the plane, I mean... If you've traveled at all, you know you're going to be late. You know, that's the, the, nobody takes off on time unless you're in Japan, you know. So uh, anyway, uh, so uh, finally, uh, so he's getting ejected off the plane anyway, right? 
So what, if I had, okay, I'm not saying that this was up to me, but what if I had not given that man prayer? You know, what if I hadn't been there to pray with him before he takes off, you know? Because a lot of people in miserable situations would go ahead and take their own life, you know? And he didn't seem like the type of guy that there was a lot of hope for, you know? Or that had a lot of hope for himself. There's my mom. Hi, Mom. I'm not saying y'all are late. We start at 5. Come on in. It's okay. Come on in. I hadn't cussed the whole time. It's fine. (laughs) Hey. This is my mom and her her fiancé. Right on. Yep. So God leaves you there to make you stand in the gap, right? Because people that you witness to, they're trying to reach out to you and say, hey, there's something that's messed up about my life that I need Christ for, okay? Or somebody will be, uh, they'll say, oh, well, my mother's sick, or, you know, I wish, can you pray for my mom? Well, no, I, I can't, but you and I can, okay? One thing we need to stop doing is saying, yeah, I'll pray for you, okay? No, don't say you're going to pray for me. Let's pray now, you know? Let's pray this moment that we're together because God has put us in this situation and the Holy Spirit is there with us. Let's pray now, okay? Don't say you're going to go home and pray for me. I don't want, uh, you know, it's not that that doesn't count, but that person needs you to help them overcome their obstacle right then, you know? And, uh, and that's, the devil wants you to wait. He wants you to wait until you don't care anymore, you know? Or three months down the road, you send a text to somebody. Hey, how'd it go? Oh, no, it didn't. You know? And I'm not saying it all hinges on you, but that person's salvation could hinge on you. You know? That person's walk with Christ could hinge on you. And you know that it will. Because everybody in this church is here because at some point in their life, Christ was put to them at at the right way, to where it just opened the door, you know? And that's for everybody. I know Trinity's been drugged here all her life. Christy has been too. But still, you know, poor Luke, you know, <laughs> poor thing. He's probably playing video games right now. <laughs> sure. But, uh, but even though they've been drugged here their whole lives, you know, I don't mean to say anything good about Matthew Walker, but he, you know, he's turned into a good Christian. You know, he's, you can see how the mission field has changed him, you know, and you can see how the reality of Christ, it it doesn't have patience for the stupidity in your life. It will push it on out. It's going to get rid of it because it's, it won't tolerate it. Okay. Because, you know, it's just, it's just not going to happen. God and, and stupidity are 180 degrees from each other. And uh, he's, he's not going to tolerate that selfishness in your life. He's going to push that out and put him the, himself there. Okay? So um, we need to set, make ourselves available for other people um, in order to help them win salvation. Um, and uh, it's, it's an awkward thing and it's uncomfortable, you know, but... After you do it a couple times, you're like, wow, that's uh, really, it's really pretty easy, you know. Um, But 
any any little indication that you'll have there there'll be so many conversations you'll have with people where you'll have an opportunity to say you know uh they'll say well why are you so peaceful or why or, you know or you're not worried about this why are you not worried about it it's like well i'm a christian you know and that's just not my place to worry about the worldly things you know because god's going to carry me through to where i need to be you know and he's going to put me on the path that i need to be on instead of worrying about all this other stuff okay um and that's that's uh, that's a lot to swallow um what else um let's talk about jealousy and envy for a second um because it's so easy to envy other people having nice stuff or bigger better whatever you know anything like that wealth um sheer attraction you know um an adonis like body (laughs) all that you know God seems to load some people up, and then others, you know, maybe not so much. But, uh, but <laughs> as Americans, we are taught to envy that, you know, you're so because if you're not that guy, if you don't have the richest, wealthiest, whatever, then, yeah, then you're a nobody, you know. And uh, the funny thing is, it, uh, it's another th- uh, thing about un- unanswered prayers, is, okay, w- if you have all these celebrities that are at the pinnacle of of what man measures as a real life, okay, then why is it they're losing everything? Why is it they're losing their mind? Yeah, or killing themselves, or getting divorced, or setting them on se- setting themselves on fire because they're on drugs, like Richard Pryor did, you know, or I mean, all of it. Every comedian you've ever heard of, you know, all the good comedians are dead. You know, because they were on drugs and did terrible things. You know, all the actors and all this other stuff. If that was truly God's plan, you know, then it would turn out way better. (laughs) You know, but it's because they have the plans of man in their head and they're forcing their way through. You know, you've forced your own will throughout your entire career and sure, it ends like every other man-made thing does. It breaks down, it fails, you know, and there's nothing left. It all turns into a heap of ashes because it's not, they're not true blessings. They're things that you got, you know, they're things that you paid for, you know, to impress people that don't even know you, you know, and you racked up all these bills and then you're at the end of your life and then what do you have? You got a stack of crap that your kids are going to fight over, you know, and, uh, yeah, you got some stuff, and then once your stuff is divided up and turned back into money, then you're, you know, then what? What's your legacy? There's no legacy there because it was all just the will of man. You're going to do it like me. I told my kids, I said, I'm going to leave you everything. There's a deal I've ever made. You can have it. Yeah, <laughs> yep, help yourself. Yeah, yep. Do the Dave Ramsey. You can start a little bit small and then go, go to the bigger ones. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
Amen. And that leads me to the biggest and best point, and thank you, Anna. Um, okay. Um, this will pull us all together. If I speak in tongues of men and, an- and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Yep. And so with, with love, with God's love, you, you have the fulfillment of all things. Okay? All the things you kick around in your life, they become blessings again. Okay? You know? Instead of my nagging kids driving me this gray at 26 years old, I, uh, you know, I see them as blessings again. They're still turning me rapidly gray. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, 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 you've got to let your blessings be blessings. And everything in your life that adds to your life is a blessing, you know. And uh, you've got to see it as that. The dirty clothes in your floor. You know, the dirty refrigerator, any of that, God, <laughs> God wants you to have it because you're better off with it most times than without it, okay? All right. Um, I killed just about a whole hour there, okay? Um, thank you, thank you. Um, any uh, questions, concerns, or snide remarks, anyone? <laughs>